Hit it. Well, hey, everybody. It's Monday. It's it's not just any Monday. It's, it uh, is. It's a good Monday, too. It's Victory Monday for it's a good Monday for the entire state of Florida. We won a lot of football games. Football games, baseball games were won. What a weekend. It's a good weekend. You need to mute that because now it's showing up twice on people's feeds. Mute what? I can't. Why? Why? I like the background music. But it's already playing in the software. I have echo cancellation, so they wouldn't have heard a thing. I I don't know that that's how it works. It knows sounds coming from your computer. But it's going to record, I don't know, Tim. CJ says, Tim always with the drip. Look, it's Victory Monday for those celebrating. Uh, also, uh, John says shirt, it's not doubling. I tried to tell you. This shirt is from The Gap. Andrew looks good. And the tie is from uh, Amazon.com. Tie clip is from a tie bar. Tie bar. Tim says, even as a non-Jags fan, he appreciates the Jags shirt. I, I thanks. Yep, Gap Kids. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't think I would fit in a Gap Kids shirt. CJ's anymore. wondering what Gap stands for. I I don't know, but Tim, I had a flashback a few weeks ago. Remember I'm when sorry. we were told what Adidas stands for as kids? All day I dream about soccer. 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 As middle schoolers, okay. that's exactly what Listen. we were told. It's named after Adi Dossler, the Nazi who started the company. Wow. Tim, hang on. I got to get a picture for you. Why? Are, where are you going? This is not in our show notes. I picked over my water. What in the world? Why are you moving around? Tim, I mean, we're talking about Gap Kids. I, we, you know how sometimes you can't sleep and you just like remember certain things? Yes. Here's a picture of me and my wife uh, at a high school homecoming dance. Wow. There you go. It was uh, her homecoming, not mine. I was Look at that. the creepy college student going out with a high schooler. Um, Tim, that was a Husky Boys suit that I was wearing. Husky? There were no pockets because it was for a little boy. And I was uh, such a thin athlete at the time that I could wear the Husky Boys suit. I don't know that I could get a single leg into it these days. Timothy says, I remember a tuxedo Andrew bought once from the Husky Kids Department at JCPenney's. Andrew, is that the one? Uh, hang on. That very well could be the same one. Timothy, uh, John says the gap is obviously shorthand for generation. Yep. Timothy, you should know that that tuxedo was purchased at Sears. Oof. The Sears tux rental. It was Sears. I had a girlfriend's prom and my junior senior banquet because Christians don't dance back to back. CJ says I feel the big forehead, Andrew, even in high school. <sighs> That's hurtful. <laughs> Listen, I have wow. been. Why are people being so mean I to you today? I have been on the precipice of male pattern baldness since middle school. I have not been mean to you. Today. You you haven't been. been. You've been kind. incredibly nice. I'm in a great mood. You are in a good mood. Do you know why you're in a good mood? Probably because yesterday was Sunday. And this right here is the morning after. Welcome to the morning after ministry show. A caffeine feud look back on the week and ministry that was. And we're back. Timmy, you are in a great mood. Your Jags won. The Jags. And it's funny because I've, I've been getting a little bit of hate from people like, oh, they didn't look that good. I'm like, we we put up 31 points against a divisional opponent and we won by 10. On the road. 
in the NFL. Like this yeah. is not college. This isn't high school. Yeah, I was I was watching the, the Buccaneers Buc- weren't even supposed to win, and, and that, they, that they was pulled off a victory. Very exciting. Also, it was I, awesome. I had the Bucks game on my laptop, the Rays game on the TV, watching both at the same time. The Rays just dominated. That and wasn't even a the game. the thought, and also like the Rays started all their Sunday games have started at one forty all year, but they started at one yesterday. And I don't know, I'm like, why are you purposefully starting at the same Seems time as the odd. Buccaneers? That's weird. I guess you could, I mean, the side-by-side is fun. Yeah, but, so by the time I turned the Rays game on, they were already up and never looked back. But, Timmy, I was watching the Bucks game yesterday, and about three plays in, I was like, man, this is not college. Yeah. This is, everybody is fast. Everyone. Whereas in college, when there's the one fast guy, you're like, oh, man, he's really fast. There's a reason that not a lot of people make it to the NFL. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I love college football, but, like, you're Look, an NFL Flo- guy. Florida played a, a high school team over the weekend, and it, it was an obvious, you know, like that's going to happen. In the NFL, teams that are supposed to win don't always win. Do you know who didn't play a high school team? Who? The Liberty Flames. They played you and your Liberty Flames. They played New Mexico State on ESPN Plus. I did see that on there. I get to bust out my Hulu app <laughs> yep, and the Hulu uh, app's got it all. Cheer for the yep. Flames, my boy Zachy D. A uh, do you know that Zach um, Dewart moved up to Lynchburg? He's going to yeah, Liberty? Yeah, he, he's up there. He's on campus. And so he was texting wow. me pictures uh, from the stadium. So that's, you know, I have no problem rooting for Liberty. Yeah, it's great. So many friends it's, there. It's exciting. It's uh, as someone who has never attended an actual D1 school, but also USF won your Bulls. The Bulls got the dub. And they I play guess. Alabama next week, so it's probably a good thing to get that first one of the season in. Wouldn't that be funny? <laughs> Not going to happen, yeah. but yeah. again, college football. like Yeah, the it, teams it, who are supposed to win, win. Typically win. Tim... Who else won this weekend? Did you uh, win any of the games at your Lakeview Church men's retreat? Like if you are if you were a Lakeview man, you were not at the retreat this past weekend. What I'm just going to tell doing? you, you missed. What was the out. point? You missed out. We had so much fun. We went over to Cedar Kirk. I think you know Cedar. I know Kirk. Cedar Kirk well. This was my first experience there. The you probably state, knew the guy that was that at was one point. There. It was a Cedar Kirk Presbyterian encampment. It's still Presbyterian. Yeah, but do they call it the Presbyterian encampment? No, it's like the Cedar Kirk Rich Presbyterian Retreat Center yeah. or something. I've in, but oh, Mark, who was there, oh, he's yeah. he's been there since 1996. Yeah, over in Lithia, the Fishhawk Ranch area. That's it. There's a Sonic real close. We um we played a lot of sports. There you go. I, I, that's what happens when you get a bunch of guys together that really enjoy sports. So we, we played a lot of flag football, a lot of ultimate frisbee, cornhole, basketball. You didn't have to preach this weekend because of the retreat? We had missionaries in town, so I got to intro our missionaries. Mm. We had a kind of a surprise baptism from someone who was supposed to get baptized. Said, hey, I couldn't make it. Could we get baptized this week? I'm like, why not? So we did a baptism after service. Everyone was like, a baptism? Because normally it's like a big, like, you announce it, it's coming up. Mm. And it was just like, hey, we've got a surprise for you. People love that. Ended up being a really fun weekend. I didn't have to plan a whole lot at the retreat. We did a right now media video series from Joby Martin. Was, like, see, you, you know Joby. Yeah. Like what what dude does not love listening to Joby Martin? He just he, he's a he resonates he, with dudes. He's a great he is communicator. A pastor to men and women, but also men. But mostly men. <laughs> yes. He had a great Be a Godly Man series on Right Now Media, and it was so much fun. John. <laughs> John says Tim in wet pants. Okay, look, I don't change before baptisms and the new oh, baptistry. See, I, th- I thought he was saying that you were excited about the Jaguars winning. I was so confused. <laughs> I didn't, I, John, I did not get that. I was like, can we talk about that? I mean, I'm sure it's true, but can we? T- so you have to get, you know, the new, the new baptistry, yeah. you got to get in and, and I don't have time to change. So I just get in like preach. I get in full preaching yeah. clothes. I bring a change of clothes for after, which is why we do baptisms at the end of service. And well, I get 
I get soaked. Are you at least wearing like athleisure, something that'll dry quickly? Nope, jeans. There you go. Je- oh. Usually I wear my Lakeview t-shirt. So Wet jeans are the worst. Jeans and a Lakeview t-shirt. It, but when you're, when you're doing baptisms, you don't care. Yeah. Especially when the water's 92 degrees. That's too hot. That's too warm. No, it's just, that's colder than bath water. That's too warm. It's, listen. You should know water temperature. You live in Florida. I know. I'm just 92 saying, degrees, like that's, that doesn't even feel close to a hot tub. The which early, I, I would love 98. The, the early Christians would baptize in the catacombs. They believed that the water should be cold and moving to symbolize new birth. Now, they got that from themselves. That isn't actually from Christ. But still, if— I mean, depending on the weight of the person I'm baptizing, the water moves. <laughs> I am certain that it does. There's a little I'm bit of an overflow on cer- Sunday. So, Nothing wrong with do, that. Do you tell the people sitting up front, hey, you're in the splash this section. Is the definite splash zone. <laughs> but it's uh, cool. We actually get to leave the, the the baptismal up every week, which has been kind of cool. You know, ours is uh, just outside the, the doors, hidden behind some bushes, w- waiting to be rinsed out for the next time it needs to be used. So we had a, we had a, a fantastic weekend at Lakeview Church. It was packed. I would say... Having a men's retreat and then trying to get back in time for church is tough. I'd like to schedule that out where either we end it on Saturday evening mm-hmm. or we just know, hey, there's going to be a group that's not there at church on Sunday. See, what at my previous church, we did a Cedar Kirk retreat every year. Yeah. And it was, you know, Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday, the retreat speaker would be the Sunday morning preacher. And so— Everybody went to church? Yeah, so everybody, like, caravan from Lithuania. Oh, like Sunday everybody. morning caravan? Yeah. But that was also a church with a deep history at Cedar Creek idea. and whatnot. It's not a bad idea. We're, we're, it, we're trying to figure out the been, scheduling. It would have been, 45-ish, 50 minutes to get to Lakeview on Sunday morning? Yeah, just with the traffic lights, it was it was an hour 10, hour 20. Ooh, see, that's tough. Yep. Just trying to get a speaker there, yeah. So, you know, we, we love Cedar Kirk. We're looking at other options for next year, maybe something a little bit closer. Laura, yes, the early Christians started the cold plunge. Um, also they were baptized naked more often than not. So we do that too. Another practice that Lakeview has, uh, taken up. Tim says accidentally baptized in water over 110 oh degrees. Once my legs were red. <laughs> See, that is hotter than a hot tub. Your typical hot tub runs anywhere from 98 to 102 degrees. So Tim, how did that happen? <laughs> I, how, and how did you accidentally do that? Like, wouldn't you have known like this water is very, very warm. Oh man. Yeah, Do you remember the, so the guy questions. at University Baptist Church in Waco? He was like David Crowder's pastor for all those years. And uh, he went to adjust the mic that was propped up on the, you know, outside of the baptistry. And and he got dead. That's terrifying. Yeah. That's it's, really, really scary. Like, also, why would you have a wired microphone anywhere near the baptistry? I held a handheld wireless microphone. A wireless. So, like, worse, if you drop it's it, still, if, you're, if you drop it, you're out a couple hundred bucks. I was still but, nervous even doing that. But, but a wired? But a wired mm. microphone. Yeah. CG says Pocahontas said it best. You can't step in the same river twice. That's right. That's right. Laura says, so the early Christmas, oh, the early Christians were cold plunging. I already acknowledged that comment, but, you, you know. You gotta go in order. I don't, can't. I don't have the buttons to put them on the screen like you do. Tim, we got some news uh, this week that mm. some spots that I ch- I asked our facilities guy to uh, to look out to look at were uh, worse damaged, worse, worsely damaged. We're in not so good shape. We're in disrepair, oh and so we pulled the history of our building, 
Tim, you know, at our church when we bought this building, there were not a whole lot of people here, so there are some things that just were not known. Yeah. It turns out that the roof on our worship center has not been replaced since the city of Safety Harbor started keeping records on roofs being oh, no. replaced. That so the roof is, that le- is not legitimately forty plus years old. So I thought you guys got a new roof. We got a new roof on this building. So the flat roof oh, on this whole time I just thought. Yes. The the flat roof like covering where, where like we are. Forty plus grand. Yeah. It was it's not cheap. So that, Roofs are that roof is a bigger square footage than the one that's just over the worship center. But Timmy, we need a new roof. And so right now we're mm. saying, what what do we do? Do we uh, completely deplete all of the reserve funds and uh, try to pay for it all at once? Do we finance it? We're, we're in a good spot as we are in a location that is, let's be real, there's a 3,000 square foot house a couple blocks from here yeah. on the market for 1.4 million. That's not true. They just reduced the price. It's 1.2 million. 1.29 million for a uh, 3,000 square foot house. I can't get over like, why is everything so expensive here? I have, it's, it's funny. It's like it's right, so expensive. It's right across from the pizza place. <laughs> and so we're like, man, you're basically sharing your front yard with the entire downtown. You must really like pizza. If you're going to spend that much money on CJ's houses. wondering if you could uh, say that it was damaged in the hurricane. Uh, I don't. Hurricane insurance coverage really doesn't do all that much. Well, it can't. It's no, it's not it, meant it to. can't. But no, that and the hurricane deductible is and the, yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous. It, it's the cost of a new roof. Tim so, says, "Sounds like you need a repair and beautify the house of the Lord campaign." You could call John. He knows someone who owns a roofing. There company. you go. So right now we're kind of figuring out like what what do we do? Do we say, hey congregation, here's where it's at? Mm. Let's uh let's give your best gift now. It's just not a fun it's, campaign. No, it's not like, a fun of all the fun stuff exactly. to do. It's hey, we've got a roof. And now we need a new roof. It's like we already <laughs> yeah, have one. I like, know. It's like, not we like, did that two years ago. Hey, it was the worst. This is not for our children. This is not to bring new people in. No, no it's to uh repair some of the damage. That uh, Timothy says, so that seed. Maybe a couple of insects have done to the wood. So lame. So, but you have to do it. Yeah, you have to. Like, there's and, just no option. And as I told our building and lame. maintenance person, like it is, it is a stewardship issue oh, at this yeah. point. You know, it, we even if we could make it a few more years. Yeah, um, it's we got we got dinged on the fire inspection last week. So there's a couple things we have to take care of. Yeah, what they, happened? Well, you know, they they check the fire extinguishers. Okay. If your exit lights are out, they they you they guys you get on more fire inspections than any church I have ever heard of. Well, they use us for training. I was gonna say the fire department really? is like, hey, we love these guys, mm-hmm. so we're gonna go and write them up constantly. Twice a year, they really like you guys. Do you not get dinged no. twice a year? Yeah, if we have a ladder that's too close to a certain electrical box, they they ding us for that. What like do you just have like random ladders propped up around the church? Well, in our electrical room, we have ladders oh, yes. on the ground. Okay, makes you can't sense. put them up in the air. Yeah. So if if they're not like they have a mark on the ground, like ladders can't go past this point. And if someone scooted over to get a chair because of metal, they'll ding us on that. That's crazy. Yeah, even with the preschool that we have, so we have more fire inspections now than we used to because of the preschool. Um, but still, I think that's a once a year thing that we get. Yep, but yeah, you're a fire marshal up there, and uh, they love Lake. us. We love them. It's uh, hey, this is a great place to train the new recruits, and they do all their training at Lakeview. As that, you should feed them. Maybe they typically don't announce they're coming, so they just show up. Thankfully, <laughs> how, we had a volunteer. I was there say, how does that work now that you guys don't office from the facility? This time it was um, our volunteer mower who let them in. Okay, you, you just you just don't know. 
So when you guys did your roof, did you go up and announce like, hey, church, we need to do this. It's going to be money. Yep. And we had um, we had a donor step forward and say, I'll pay for half of it. That's nice. Yep. Are they looking to attend a new church? Maybe I I don't think so, Andrew. <laughs> I was just saying that'd be kind of cool inconvenient same thing happened with the ac mm-hmm. again not not a fun we, repair so i mean that was an eighty-five thousand dollar. now repair. our that was acs wild. were not eighty-five thousand dollars. wild but we had we've had four units go in since covid yeah um we had two units co- go in in our worship center right at the beginning of covid and fortunately that was like right when the payday protection things were starting oh and it yeah. was within and within about a percentage of what the payday protection loan was and then we replaced both units in our fellowship hall mm-hmm. um, this past summer. And yep. then a couple weeks ago, one of the two units that was put in in 2020 died. In That's under warranty. It was it was under warranty, but the labor wasn't. And then, oh, come it, on. And then they like, tried to replace something. It was like they charged us 700 bucks. I'm like, oh, it didn't fix it. I'm like, okay, so why did we pay you 700? We had, to, we had to arm wrestle United Air Conditioning. If you're watching, what's up, man? Sheesh. What's up? This is getting bad. <sighs> kind of upset about it. But it's it is, it's way more fun to raise money for ministry specific things. Like, hey, we're going to build this for children, and the children are going to learn about Jesus and get saved, and it's, it's, it's going to be. It's beautiful. also more fun to announce that. Hey, we're going to raise this money, and we're going to send our youth group on this really cool mission trip, as opposed to, hey, here's something that you have never thought about in this church. You've been attending here for years, and you've never thought, hey. I wonder what kind of shape the roof is in. Andrew, I have breaking news oh. coming to you from Calvary Christian High School. My okay, daughter is in class right now. She has a you she has a substitute in teacher. Class. Well, because of what just happened. Okay. Substitute teacher. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Emily says, Dad, my substitute teacher for math just said I shouldn't listen to Taylor Swift because she makes devil music and is a witch. You heard it here, folks. Calvary Christian High School. Substitute math teacher. In uh, Clearwater, Florida. Substitute math. Discovered the witch that is. T-Swizzle. I, ha- I have no words. What, what, is a, what does a ninth grade freshman in high school say to a substitute math teacher when she says that about her favorite artist of all time? Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. I don't, I don't know. What? Okay. What does ninth grade Andrew Larson say? This this could be fun. Ninth grade Andrew Larson and would I, I, regularly. I, I know you had, a, you had a good comeback. You would have always had a good comeback. Um, I I don't know. I would re- or, I, or was like when it was authority figures. You're like I'm not going to go. No, I I would debate, especially like my Bible teacher in high school, because I was like, dude, <laughs> our Bible teacher if, if Tim is still watching, our Bible teacher Mr. Salmas had been a Christian for like five years by the time he was our high school Bible teacher and he didn't know how to deal with the indie fundy kids. And, uh, you know, it's like, y'all man. CJ says, well, math is a tool of the devil. We got, uh, we got more doctrine from our Sunday school teacher, Mrs. Olson, than you got from that Bible college diploma you have. So, uh, let's do this. Taylor Swift and Harry Potter says, Steve, thank you for that. Well, I mean, there are witches in Harry Potter, but there's good witches and bad witches. How about heavy you, metal Bible teacher? Uh, that's that was the one. That was the one. But there's also good witches and bad witches in Narnia. So what do we do with that? What do we do with Lord of the Rings? Aren't we supposed to like that? Yeah, like as Christians, hey, witchcraft is bad unless it's in a story written by one of us. Then you're not letting them into your house by watching it. Yeah, then it's okay. 
Which always cracks me up when the argument is if it's on your TV, they're in the house. Isn't also, like the spirit world there no matter and what's I, on the TV? I realize that this is not like a positive example, but should we not have our children read about the Witch of Endor when we are in uh, – when, when we're studying the life of Saul? Also, really funny That's that uh, George Lucas named the forest moon of Endor after that Endor. George Lucas went to Sunday school, Tim. He's probably a – He's probably a warlock. He might be, but he went to Sunday school because you know that Naboo <laughs> is based off of Babylon at the time of Daniel. I'm CJ says, I'd reply, I totally agree. That's why I listen to Lil Nas X. <laughs> uh, Tim <laughs> says, <laughs> if we've learned anything, it's that <laughs> vampires can't come in unless you invite them. Thank you. That is... That's the T-shirt of the day. That's your wisdom for there all things go. ministry. That's unless you invite them in. Unless they you invite them, where does that come from? I know it's like true, and I don't know that it's true in Twilight because Edward would just like jump into Bella's window, and I don't think he was necessarily. Invited. And they never, they never clearly explained that rule. So when when he did that, that what right? Like I, I don't think that, it wasn't there at all. Listen, I've read Twilight multiple times. That's what I'm saying. I'm a like, if he just in, if he just came in, the but room, I don't think know. that rule existed for them. But like yeah, as Tom Cruise taught me. That rule applied to him. Well, it's um, similar to the time travel feature films where they establish the rules of time travel. Most yeah. vampire films will also also establish the I rules. I feel like that's what it needs to be. You have to establish which rule well, by Edward Taylor just, Swift is part of the underworld. Just going into the room, then you know that that doesn't exist. That, that, uh, that rule does not exist in that vampire Now for universe. T-Swizzle, look, I mean there was, there was some things happening on that stage at her concert that – I, what do you say? I didn't spend money or send my children to that concert, Tim. But Steve also, says, hold up. You've read Twilight multiple yes. times. Steve, I was a— He's, Steve, you're proud of him, right? I was We're a all youth pastor in 2008. What else are you supposed to do? Oh, boy. I'd never given much thought to how I would die. Pretty sure that's how it begins. That might be the opening line of Twilight. You can Google that. Oh, this is great. Emily says, but he lets us listen to rap music while we did our work. So I guess that makes up for it. Uh, I, IG, I think that's what she means by I guess. That's what I said. I know. I'm just. I'm. Do reading, you not read? I'm reading your child's girl language. Listen, our children are that not that much different in age, but boy, are our children different. My uh, come on, girls and boys are girls and boys very are very very different. Different. Our oldest, we super seniored in first grade, and he is still. Not the most mature in his class, despite being the the oldest. So I think there's a bit of a – we'll catch up. By the time they're 30, they could hang out. No difference. Yeah. There will be no difference. And that is why we say we are trying to produce uh, self-sufficient adults who love and follow Jesus. And if it takes them a while to get there, that's okay. We're okay oh, with, with that. You. Yeah, no yeah. But, I'm absolutely with you on that. But no, Emily can – Emily's a self-sufficient adult already. <laughs> Timothy says, well, we had an English teacher who said we could bring <laughs> – we could bring it out Tupac does – Tupac does Christmas. I spelled it that way because that's how he said it, Tupac. Uh, yes, <laughs> I am familiar. So again, Tim and I went to church together. We went to youth group together. He was a few years Ahead of me in all things. But Same boy, Christian school. Yeah, boy, yeah. do we have some shared experiences. We also worked together at the cell phone kiosk at the mall. It was a magical, I magical will, I time. I will never forget my Bible teacher telling us to go home and immediately rid our rooms of trolls and cabbage patch dolls <laughs> because the demonic <laughs> how, were in those things. How old were you? 
I was in middle school. So like, like old, I never, I didn't old have, enough that you had a specific subject, like you know, a specific Bible teacher. This wasn't the one teacher busted out the Abeka Bible curriculum. No, no, this was a very specific Bible teacher, and we would watch these videos of preachers from the eighties and nineties. What middle school boy has trolls and Cabbage Patch dolls in his room? I I went home to my sister and said, "Do you have these in this house? If so, we're burning them tonight." I was terrified. I didn't want to let the demonic into my house. Did, I, would you? No. As a middle school boy, that's serious. I if there were any it. trolls that you could rub their belly, no, gone. I love having my belly rubbed, but that's, <laughs> that's also demonic. That uh, is it. The, I don't know. Probably, Timmy. <laughs> this is the best conversation. We uh, we're kind of in the glory days right now for Lakeview Church. I mean, it does. I would say like Safety Harbors. We're we're doing wonderful you as well. You guys are. You guys but, are you know, very different. Different scopes and scales. But how do we? We're, Timmy was texting me. He's like, you know, how do we talk about growth and things without sounding like we're trying to brag? Yeah. So Tim's not trying to brag. Trying to he's brag. just the new Pope of Pinellas County. Like we, the white smoke has gone up. He's there's no bragging. He, there's all kinds of new people showing like we up. We have we have experienced unprecedented growth at Lakeview Church, it's, which is it's, a, a good thing. It's very very cool. We're not doing really anything that much different. A couple local pastors went bad, and all their people went to Lakeview. They're not making any new converts. They're just having record attendance. Not entirely wrong. <laughs> We have had new conference. We had baptism Sunday last two weeks. It was awesome. But yes, you'd you'd be surprised when people flee from orthodoxy. Others yeah. run towards it. That was beautifully said. So that being said, I was on chemistry staffing. You know, our buddy Matt Steen over mm. there. We we're buds. We we chat a couple times a year. More off me more often because yeah. we've been You've been hiring people. We've been looking for staff and one of their recommendations was, and maybe you guys could chime in here, one full-time staff member for every 65 people. What, do you, what are your thoughts on that? That's about, I mean... It is, I, I'm not saying I disagree. No, I think just in, in general, it's usually, I think one staff, the, the number changes the, the higher you get. You know, a church of, let's go, let's say 5,000 people. I was like, the, Yeah, I guess I'm thinking yeah. under 500 people. Okay, so a church under 500 people. Yeah. I would still say at a minimum, like if you're a church, let's say of 200 people, yeah. I'd say one staff member for every 65 people. So about the time that you hit 200, you probably need youth pastor, senior pastor, music person, or yeah. you know, you, you need some kind of, you know, about 65 people. Are you saying we can't do it all? I, well, Tim, now that you're not going from the drum cage to the pulpit, I think oh, thank goodness. everybody appreciates uh, <laughs> that. But I, I think that's probably a pretty good number for churches. I don't know about 500, but I think eventually you get to the point where it becomes about one staff member for every 100 people. And I, then. Yeah, I, that's kind of where I was leaning on. I never want to be a staff heavy church. I. We, you and I have both worked at staff heavy churches in that culture, in that environment. I'm not saying it's wrong. It's just not an environment that I would thrive in. No, but it's really nice to be in a church where volunteers are taking the lead on things and they don't expect the staff to do everything. Yeah. Where we've been in other churches where it is expected, hey, we have this big staff. The staff is fairly compensated. Therefore, they're going to take care of all of the ministry needs. Right. And, and when we were at heavily staff run churches it was hey we got an idea staff go do it 
Yeah. Whereas opposed to a church that's volunteer heavy, it's when a volunteer has an idea, the staff says, how can I support you? Like, yeah. what, what do you need from us to make that thing happen? And that's kind of where we've been at Lakeview for a few years. But but it's also time to take stuff off of your like at some like, point we're going to burn out key volunteers because yeah. they they don't have 30 I, hours i a would week. guess that you've already burnt out some key volunteers oh we absolutely have and yeah. some are on the verge of burnout and i want to protect them because i love them dearly but we we have inched right up against that 400 mark for sunday attendance for several weeks in a row and i'm then you have two full-time staff members yeah yeah that, yeah i'd say it's time it's just work. It is. It's that's, work. That's, like finding staff is, is hard work because you don't want to bring in someone who doesn't fit who the culture, doesn't yeah who you don't want to hang out with or you know spend they don't understand like you church with. yeah it is it is sometimes more work to get staff than it is to just say I'll just do everything myself. Jerry says season. define staff heavy. So how would how would you define a staff heavy church? Well, we could say if there's uh, more than one staff member per 65 based on the definition chemistry from chemistry staffing. But I think a church that expects the church staff to do the vast majority of the work of ministry. And I'm not saying, you know, the, the preaching, teaching stuff. Right. I'm saying, hey, you know, this need, this furniture needs to be moved. This equipment needs to be changed. Let's have the staff do it. That's usually a sign that you've or got a lot of staff. Or it becomes whatever event happens at the church, yeah, the staff that's run probably, the That's event. even a better example. You know, there's I a, think that's what happened at the, previous There's a bounce we house in the parking lot. There's this, that, and the other. We become glorified event coordinators. Yeah. As opposed to people. Ministry staff. Ministering to people and releasing the ministry to the people. CJ says, this is a great discussion. After a full-time pastor, what is the order of full-time positions that you would hire? Supreme Chancellor. <laughs> I've always wanted to have one of those. Um, I think the the number one hired position in America for about the past 15 years has been a combo youth and worship person. Yeah, that would the be problem is that be both youth people and worship people kind of know what they're worth that maybe maybe they didn't 15 years ago. And so anytime you can fulfill two roles with one salary, I think that's always a better thing. And I think also if you're saying, Hey, I'm going to have the Shohei Otani effect sports ball. Um, I'm going to pay one guy to do two things. So I'm going to pay him really, really well to do both of those things. That's always a good thing. But I think it just depends on what your church has. Yeah. So like our church right now, we have a husband and wife team that lead worship and they're part-time, but they've been here longer than I have. And they're not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere. Right. So you're and pretty so, solid at that position. So, but if you were not, that would be a critical area. Because oh, it would be a huge area. As we say, Sunday's always coming. So Sun for yes. me, when it comes to critical positions, like when it comes to Sundays, we have to make sure those areas are covered. So like for you guys, you guys have been actively searching for youth person, yep. music person. Youth youth and worship, we've been actively searching and for. So the, the youth position has basically been. Sh we can't talk about it this week. We'll talk about it next week. Some fun announcements coming real soon, like you church. You're not going to want to miss church on Sunday. But you can step into the youth role, right? I think, that, I I think that's part of. I absolutely the, have. The, the answer is, you know, what what can be filled by people that you already have. Yep. You know, there are some roles that there's just no way that I can fill. 
you can't be two places at the same time, right. but you can be one place at one time and a different place at another time, at least for a season. Yeah. Yeah. So I think Jake, this is, this is, I, when I Andrew think, was talking, I thought the same thing. Unfortunately, he says the compensation report shows that dual positions are typically paid less on mm, average than solo, which is really sad. sad. Should not be the case. Like absolutely should not be the case. Jerry says his biggest pet peeve, any ministry expectation placed on the spouse of the new hire. We were very clear as we've been interviewing candidates for our open positions that your spouse is just that they are your spouse, wherever they choose to serve. Great. If they choose to just be Mm -hmm. present at the church. Great. Like there's not going to be any, any sort of expectation. I actually had one of my elders I had to pull up to the side who was, you know, kind of leaning in that direction and that's, that's not how we roll. Like that we are not going to place any expectation on this, the spouse of this new hire. It was so, so at my previous church, when I took over, Melissa was eight and a half months pregnant and we had a 15 or 16 month old at home. Mm -hmm. And so she went from being always a small group leader, always the, the girls student ministry point person. I get it to a couple years of, no, I just need to take a step back. Yep. And it was so weird for me. And I think it was also weird for the church Same. because they were always used to, oh, yeah, the youth pa- Andrew and Melissa. Well, no, but the, because I was new at the church, but it was like, oh, the youth pastor's wife has always done this. And I was like, well, you didn't hire her. That's right. You hired me. So. And if you're doing your job, youth pastor, you should already have a team that of was male and female leaders the, where it's not going to fall back on your spouse. And when, when I took over that, this, that was not the case. There was all, it was like the, See, the couple that had done issue. everything. Yeah. So I went after all of the recent grads that were still kind of plugged in in the area mm-hmm. that's smart. and, and it worked out well. You're right. No, nope, And I'm right. still friends with most of them to this day. Jerry says, I wonder how many hiring churches function the mindset of how cheaply can I get this staff and how hard can I work them? Unfortunately, too a many. lot. Too many. Like a lot. I have friends and family members who, you you know the story, right? You know the story. The classic, (laughs) classic story. Jamie just said, so I should go ahead and start playing Christmas music. (laughs) Jamie's the interim worship leader. Jamie, you know the answer to this question. He's also large bass. But you know the answer is yes. We're going to talk all things Christmas real soon. It's so close. It's here. It is. We've already put the tree up. I'm just kidding. It it's is, not that close. It really. But it is closer than I mean, you think. We, we put Christmas decorating on our calendar oh, yeah. last elders meeting. Yeah. It's like, hey, here's yep. the day that we're going to decorate. Wow. Yeah. That's. It's that time of year. Yep. It's time to get it figured out. Okay. Wow. Here we are. Yeah. Merry Christmas, Tim. Andrew, I'm, I'm loving this conversation. This has been really good for me. We, I, I, I don't know if it's been beneficial to anybody else, but thank you guys for jumping in on this I one. think. In general, and you're, we have a full-time staff of one right now yep. at Safety Harbor Community Church, and it's this guy. But in general, I would rather have an overwork, overpay, overworked, overpaid staff. Oh yeah. Then, you know, hey, I'm yeah. you know I'm so sorry. We're gonna have to put extra on you. However, we are going to make sure that you are the best compensated, whatever you mm-hmm. know, fill in the role here in in the area because I'm we so know thankful that, you can that, that our elders take. They take salaries seriously. So in, in all of our 
our, our discussions, we have used not only national averages, but local averages, mm-hmm. cost of living, and we have opted to be on the high end of the salary range for every hire that we're going to hire. Email so. your resumes to tim at mylakeviewchurch.com. That's tim at mylakeviewchurch.com. I'm not going to say no. <laughs> Might make your life easier. Going to an elders meeting, look at all these resumes I got. I mean, if, if you love leading worship and... Lord, I lift your name on high. Wow. Can we do that one next week? I love that song. Can we do the hand motions? Wow. I feel like uh, I'd be a natural fit. I know the culture. I'd get along with the senior pastor. At times. Most of the time. <laughs> Usually. Most sometimes. of the times. Andrew, it's, it's, our, it's already almost noon. We haven't even talked about your it's first time. official Ooh. week as Coach Andrew Lasso Larson. I, I got to watch Coach in action, and I'm going to tell you, I have actually seen his team play before Coach Lasso Larson stepped in, and after, I'm talking a world of difference. They were disciplined. They were ready to play. Um, well, the fact you that— communicated well. The fact that the team that they were playing against was literally not ready to play because it wasn't on their schedule, that helps. Doesn't matter. But— doesn't matter. You guys Timmy, came out. You looked great. My uh, my boys won a soccer game last week. I was week. thrilled. I was thrilled. It was like the first win for the the program since 2017. You had a COVID year and there and a couple years where there weren't enough kids 20, to make a team. I, that means there were kids who went through their entire middle school yeah. without a single I win. I mean, the, the class that graduated in May from the school, because the school is a K-8 school, but there were the kids that— I mean middle school. Yeah. Like if they were middle school— so they, they did not have a team in sixth grade or seventh grade wow. and then uh, lost every game in eighth grade. Mm. And then a couple years before that, they had lost every game as well. So we're. Uh, you t- brought we, life we to a, a dying program. We, you resurrected a soccer club from the ashes. Here's, here's what happened Netflix has been calling, last, Hulu's been calling. It's going to be the next great docuseries. Last year, I can't wait. A family came to the school that had uh, five kids. They got there too late for soccer season. Mm. The older brother, who is now a freshman in high school, um, who was the kid who was dominant on the basketball team last year yeah. when you played against them, yeah, yeah, yeah. He is, uh, he's my assistant coach. So I've got a ninth-grade boy assistant I saw coach. Him. He was there, right? And then he yeah, has um, he was great. two biological brothers that are my right back and sweeper, mm. and uh, then another brother who is one of my center mids. I love it. So that is you know one, one family can change the uh, – Trust course me, of, I'm well aware of uh, Christian school athletics. So in the if you count last year and this year, seven goals have been scored in like the past five games. And six of those seven goals come from two families. So you get a couple of brothers and uh, you're there's nothing wrong with that. No, there's nothing wrong with that at all. I love it's it. It's great. Don't you guys have a tournament coming up uh, in October? And the game that we won, Andrew, it's, it's the middle the, of September. October's coming. You're up. right. The game. It's just, I've got this giant looming deadline over my head. So nothing in my mind, you know, the world ends next Wednesday for me. And so I can't think past that, but soon but you will be past that. Timmy, the, uh, the game that we won on Thursday was another Lutheran school, Ooh. which is like the, the league that we're in. And so it, like conference or tournament seating played a part in that win. You guys could be so a top three seat. We, uh, I mean, we're feeling it. But we're also playing Skycrest tomorrow, so oh. so Tell my them. boys that are feeling pretty good about themselves are about to get humbled. Mm. Um, 
from what I saw, and I don't even think you had your starting keeper out there from what we I saw. We did not. We so, were missing a couple of boys. Yeah. I, I'm, I think you got I'm a pumped. shot. I'm pumped. It's so much fun. Why didn't you tell me? when? Whenever you were coaching, I was like, why are you volunteering to do that much work? You, now you know. It's fun. Like Being with the guys is the best part. It, it like, is. That, that is so much fun. It is. It's a whole lot of fun. CJ says Andrew's got his kids out there doing bear crawls blindfolded like he's a high school football coach in a decent <laughs> Christian movie. I, I'm telling you. Do you know what? What's really cool? The the Larson Lasso coaching voice came out. It was serious. The the coach on the other team on Thursday was like, you talk to your guys the whole game, don't you? I was like, yes. They're is that not th- what they're, coaches do? They're middle schoolers. But also I yell like ridiculous things like you're a beautiful man. And, you oh. know, I. Oh, I love it. I, I have one child who I won't use his name because his last name is the same as mine, who is not quite an athlete. And so like I'm like, your job is to annoy the other team as much as you possibly can. Wow. So like, you know, I've got great him, coaching. I've got him playing up front. Like, if any of their defenders have the ball, I don't want I don't care if you score. Just get in between, you know, yep. just just run up to them. Wreak be, havoc. Be a gnat. Be, be a, a pest. And uh latch on to them. It's exciting, Tim. It's exciting. How did you feel about my uh my my coaching pants. I was pretty was pretty proud of my my uh, As coaching you, outfit that I put together. Most of our viewers and listeners know that Andrew takes his wardrobe seriously, and I Listen, I am here when to you're tell you like this on the sidelines. It's hard to always look good. No different. He was in top shape, top form, and so were your boys. Did you get the socks purchased? Yeah, they all had matching socks. They which had, again, uh, it's soccer, but in you're Christian athletics, that doesn't no. always like it's normally just like whatever you well, get. What what happened? was the girls' soccer team last year bought the Flame socks, and so they had extra of those. So our mascot is the Flames, you know, like the Holy Spirit. And, Heard uh, of them. So well, we have Flaming socks. It's very exciting. It's fantastic. Yeah. I just, I just love seeing that side of you, buddy. Well, it's great. It's a lot of fun. Timmy, we got to go. We've got to be practical here in about an hour, and you've got to go get food for your family. Going to grab food for the fam. Got a podcast to do. It's a busy Monday. It's a good day. It's a good ministry Monday. We've missed you. We hopefully will see you again. Same bat time, same, same bat, bat place. Time. Tim, we started DVRing old school Batman episodes at my oh, house, yes. and my kids are very exciting. Lewis, so my first this. grader, is just talking like this all the time. He's, I'm Batman. It's great. I can't even, his voice is deeper than mine when he does it. It's wonderful. Well, hey, we'll see you next Monday. We'll be right here. Can't wait. See you guys.